everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. This is very exciting. This is one of our bonus episodes where we are putting on our Santa hats once again for a little Christmas in April. It's going to be very exciting to be talking about Ivy and Mistletoe. And, <laughs> and I have with me today to talk about this illustrious film. <laughs> Haley Strong is here. Hello. I am. First of all, what a thrill it is to be here once again um there's very few people i i a even watch a movie for uh never mind a movie this uh horrific would we say (laughs) on this on this on this caliber of entertainment (laughs) the worst part about it was by the end god i was really rooting for them (laughs) i found myself in deep I teared up a little bit. Yeah. It it went over in the end, right? And then I had to go for a walk around the neighborhood just to get the fresh air in my face and remind me who I am. Uh, same. We're on the same page, I think, with this film. And if people don't remember the last time that you came on, which they should, because it was really fun the last two times, uh, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to our podcast? My name is Haley Strong. I... Um, I almost exclusively talk about terrible reality shows over on the RHEP network. Um, I, I, I'm most well known, I'd say, for podcasting about The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Uh, please don't hold that against me. I do what I can. Um, I also do some Top Chef podcasts, which is much better caliber of television. <laughs> um, it's starting up soon, isn't it? Yes, Top next Chef? week. Yeah. I saw a commercial while I was eating my lunch that said mm-hmm. starting Thursday and gosh, that that was a dose of reality. I wasn't prepared for. Um, but no, you call, you call me either when there's a movie about like a bachelor type institution yeah. or when somebody from a show we watch is in one of these movies. That's right. So I and- and mistletoe falls in the latter category. Yeah. And I bet you didn't realize that, like, Cats and Dogs is a high pinnacle compared to some of these other films. It, it had me, like, <laughs> truly yearning for the days when I watch Cats and Dogs. <laughs> yeah, I, will, I will not uh, slander re- reality of love because I genuinely enjoyed that one. Yeah, that one was really good. That one I had a great time with. Mm-hmm. This one yeah. was... Uh, out of the three I've been here for, it was like by far the worst um, in acting, script, production value. I listen. I'm no director, but there are some questionable choices made that I'd like to bring up. Yeah, um, we will. We will. I mean, granted, this had by far the lowest budget. I mean, I don't have an exact number, but way lower than any of the others. So I give them a little bit, a little bit of understanding for that, but. Nevertheless, <laughs> it's not a, a strong film. I have a question for you. Did Candace, the uh-huh. director and writer of this movie, did she specifically marry her husband to have the last name Kane so she could go by Candy Kane? I I would not be surprised because so she is Candy Kane and it's pretty exciting. I mean, she is destined to write christmas movies i think i i agree i thought 
you you told me beforehand that this was a candy cane production. I thought a you were making it up. Um, B that it was just like a pen name. But no, this woman's name is like legally Candace Kane, Candy Kane. Um, and that was a absolutely shocking revelation to me. And mm-hmm. she has no other choice but for this to be her career. I think so. It's it's it it, it was determined by uh, her. I mean, when you're named Candy Cane, what else are you going to do? What else maybe are you going to do? Can, maybe own a candy store. That that's okay. yeah, or like a Christmas <laughs> shop. I don't know, but I think this is a good path for her. Preferably both: own a candy store and make movies. On the yeah, side, which may be your actual path. I don't know. You could use the candy store as like a location, or make like a series of movies based on this candy store. Yeah. And I have to, in my defense, I had never seen this film when I suggested it to you. <laughs> but I, I came back after I watched it. And I was like, you sure you still want to do the podcast? And you were like, absolutely. Yeah. I have a terrible taste in everything. So I'm fine with it. Like I have no standards. Yeah. yeah. If, a, if a movie has won an Oscar, I will not be watching it. Like I know it's a movie not for me. Right. I, wa- I watch about, I'd say maximum 10 movies a year. Oh no. That this, includes... This- rewatches that took up one of your 10 slots it did this it, is bad. it did yeah. i feel bad now <laughs> it's okay this is exactly what i want to be filling the spots okay good so you you yes. you called on me because this movie stars yes cody calfiore who um if you're not well versed in the reality tv sphere he he's a big brother um star to put it loosely he was mm-hmm. on a season years ago and then he was most recently on all stars this past summer um now do you watch big brother regularly are you a big brother fan here's my thing with big brother and i will say i did watch cody's whole season start to finish yeah but that was probably the last one i watched start to finish um i will start watching big brother and then i'll give up halfway through Mm -hmm. or like three weeks in and then uh, my husband will get mad because he's invested in the season at that point, and right. I'll refuse to watch it. <laughs> I'll be like, no, we're not doing this. I'm not watching it. Yeah. Well, see, that's what's so random is that I have not watched very much Big Brother, but I did also watch his season. And I was listening to Rehab big time uh, during that time. And so I uh, I watched the season. And the thing about Big Brother is that it's such a big time commitment. I mean, three episodes a week for, and for, live for, for feed nearly four months. And, yeah, that's too much. <laughs> I don't have I time. I will for not that. commit to that, especially no. not during the summer. But it's interesting because the season with Cody was just soon, pretty soon after the season with Wu and Tony on Survivor, and I think that the dynamic between Cody and Derek. And Wu and Tony was very similar. Would yeah, you agree? that's a great point. And the thing I thought was interesting is because nobody could understand why the two of them would take their leader, I guess, with them to the finals. It was obviously a stupid decision monetarily. But I wrote an article at the time about it called Urban Tribes. And... Uh, urban tribes and sir what did i call urban tribes big brother and survivor and i talked about the whole concept of have you ever heard of the concept of the urban tribe no okay so the concept of urban tribe is the idea that instead of 
family being the highest priority that uh, that the sort of new family group is is kind of groups of friends that form this tight bond and it's there's a book by it called urban tribes by ethan waters and he talks about the uh, the importance of these types of groups amongst young and unmarried that they're more important than almost anything else uh for that age group and uh it's a really interesting book and uh it's something that uh i definitely really was really interested in especially in my 20s in this book and uh and it talks about how the urban tribe environment, uh, particularly for the young single unmarried, that it is something that is more important than almost anything else. And and so if you look at it through the lens of an urban tribe, perhaps the the decisions made by Cody and Wu aren't as hard to understand. Uh, because especially when you're under kind of just this duress and you know these stressful circumstances and you form these bonds and the idea of breaking those bonds is something that's that's very difficult to do and i don't know what do you think about that do you think there's some truth to that about the the way that we bond as millennials uh with with our friends versus our family kind of a thing yeah i do especially in like a in a big brother survivor um scenario in which you're totally cut off from those other relationships you mm-hmm. have in your life. So you, so you develop these really strong bonds. Um, and I also think in both Wu and Cody's case, they probably knew they didn't have the best chance of winning, but they felt in their hearts what the, what the right choice was, is to bring their long-term partner with them to the final for Cody. It was a long con, right? Like, Spoiler alert for those who haven't checked out Big Brother All-Stars this past summer. He ended up winning. So good for him. Um, And I think one of the things that helped him was that people knew they could trust him because he was dumb enough to bring Derek along to the final with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I said my article, I said, I realize it is a game, but I, I think the culture of urban tribes has created a loyalty over all else culture. And I'm actually glad to see it. It's kind of refreshing in a way, especially as a single role. It's nice to know there are guys out there who put loyalty and friendship over money and success. As a married woman, I might want differently, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a very... Um, I feel like becoming a married person, it does, hasn't really changed my outlook on things very much because mm-hmm. I, just the way dynamics are now, it's like, I, I lived with my partner beforehand. Right. right. So it's just it, it, that like the actual marriage didn't change much. It was more like starting to live together. That was like a bigger mm-hmm. shift. Right. That makes sense. I just think the idea of, of young men being so loyal to such good friends, there is something kind of heartwarming about that in a yeah. way yeah even if it's sort of stupid that <laughs> 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 i think it's an interesting thing and i think that the big brother is interesting as far as the the you have to play the game so much longer that you have to be i feel like it like a lot of the stuff that happens in survivor like a fake grandma and things like that. Like, yeah, maybe you can pull them off for a couple of weeks, 
but can you pull it off for months and months? I don't know. That's harder. Well, and people feel more burned by by it too because uh, what season was it? Season twelve of Big Brother, uh, a contestant called Matt Hoffman. He went to the and went into the house saying that his wife had an illness, like a uh, a chronic illness, and that wasn't true. And when people found out about that afterwards, after the game, they were really mad. Like they were really upset. Um, so I, yeah, I think that, I think the length has like a, a really big impact in that too, because you know, a hundred days is just so much longer than thirty nine. So much. Yeah, and you feel a lot more. I would feel a lot more betrayed. I think. Yeah. Over. Yeah. So it's an interesting show. Like I said, I haven't watched all that many seasons, but I think the I think if if I were to actually win a show, I think Big Brother I'd have a pretty good shot. You I know, know what I I've been thinking lately because I could do Survivor, but I get hangry, so it probably wouldn't be the best for me. Big Brother, I think I would get too uncomfortable with the boredom. But I've been watching a lot of The Circle lately, and now that mm. is a show I think I'd do well at. Yeah. That's true. I could do, I think, pretty well, especially after this year. I feel like I've, I've been in training. Yeah, for the circle. It's like easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. It's circle like my now. life. Three weeks, three weeks in a beautiful apartment, and I could bring my cat if I wanted to. The yeah. dream. Yeah, I'm like just, just add a camera. It's basically my life. Why, yeah. why not? They get to read all the time too. Like they don't get TV or whatever, but they can bring as many books as they'd like. Right. Yeah. If, you, if people don't know, The Circle is a reality show that you can watch on Netflix uh, that's pretty fun, where people uh, are just communicating through social media, and that's it. It, it. I didn't have faith that it would be a good show, but I'm I'm deeply obsessed with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How's the uh, the Bachelor and uh, Bachelorette? I, there was some kind of controversy, I guess, right? The with Bachelor the- season yeah it was it was a tough season to get through um matt james was the first black bachelor mm-hmm. um which is something that the show has been needing for a long time like it's embarrassing that this franchise has been around since 2000 2001 and they had never had a, a black bachelor before like it's frankly embarrassing for them yeah um but what happened was or what it at least felt like to me was that they brought matt in and said, look, look at us, like, we're progressive, we're doing this. Um, But and they brought a lot of women in um, who were uh, women of color, which was so wonderful to see. And there was a lot of great stories to be told. The unfortunate part was, they dedicated a lot of time um, to a couple women who just started a lot of drama. And that was a we didn't really get to know Matt, and it didn't really feel like they were willing to assist in telling his story if that makes any sense it just kind of seems like they were just like look look what we're doing okay we're done see ya um mm-hmm. and, and the most egregious part of it was that there was a woman named rachel on the show who um had partaken in in some events in her not too distant past that uh are, are fairly unsavory um as somebody mm-hmm. who grew up in canada they weren't uh, things that I really had a lot of familiarity with, like these kinds of mm. antebellum parties. Oh. Um, so the, these came out and the types of posts she was liking, um, 
from her friends or family or even that mm-hmm. herself um weren't weren't great they were pretty not great um and then yeah. chris harrison uh did an interview with rachel Lindsay, who was the first black bachelorette um and he didn't really go on to defend rape like uh rachel from this current season but what he did was kind of um knock down rachel Lindsay's opinions about why it's not great like he wasn't willing to listen he was just more being like oh well cancel culture is like such a terrible thing like we should be able to let this woman speak and rachel's like okay um sure but you have a black lead and you're trying to tell me a black woman that these parties weren't that bad three years ago and and rachel made a great point saying like hey i as a black woman if i went to one of these parties what what would I be there? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So that wasn't great. So Chris Harrison kind of doubled down on it, which was unfortunate instead of taking it as a learning opportunity. So he just kind of backed away from the show for a bit. Anyways, spoilers again. Be coming, but but is back he James be ended back? up. Pardon? Is he going to be coming back? Uh, it's or hard to he say. He's not going to be back for the next season of The Bachelorette. That's for sure. Um, so we'll see what happens along the line. Wow. wow. Um, but it ends up that Matt yeah. picked this woman, Rachel, and um, they ended up breaking up before the after the final rose because he was like really hurt by um, these posts and her reaction to it in their conversations. So that was unfortunate. It was just kind of like, all, it could have been a really lovely season, and but they just... Uh, production or the powers that be whatever just botched botched every opportunity they had to to make it good oh that's too bad that's too bad hopefully this next season will be better i'm hoping so yeah (laughs) we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Oh, let's dive in to Ivy Mistletoe. Let's do this. This is uh, so exciting. So it, it starts. <laughs> I, I, when it was starting within the first like five minutes, I, I was upset, I'd say, at how how bad it was <laughs> like you i feel mad at me no angry I'm not mad at you i was mad at julianne michelle who is probably a very lovely lady yeah um it was just kind of really bad acting really bad yeah the acting is pretty terrible throughout and it's yeah in the writing everything is pretty terrible but it starts out with her. She is going to drive all the way from Charleston to 
uh, her family's house in, I forget where. Boston. Boston. So she's going to take this, but there's the storm of the century. All the flights are canceled. She's like, nope, I'm going to drive 20 hours to be there. Her dad and brother are very concerned. She's not going to make it. As was (laughs) I. I was also concerned. I was like, she's going to die. Like this feet of snow. You told me this wasn't like a particularly long movie. So I was like, well, it ends in 20 minutes because she's dead. Well, this throughout this entire movie, it was just begging to be a horror movie throughout. Didn't you? Would you agree? Yes. Throughout. Uh, pretty much every character i was like this person could kill everyone murder at any moment <laughs> yeah it the was. lady at the truck stop in maryland murder yeah hey how far is richmond like why are you gonna take me there and murder me yeah <laughs> yeah so she gets six she gets all the way to this new town but then she crashes her car because she's looking for her phone. Which that she left, she on, left on the roof in yeah. Maryland because this woman had asked her how far Richmond was. So what I'm hearing is that it's Virginia's fault. <laughs> Probably. Distracted driving. The so thing is, I, I so bizarre is they say that the, the tire, it says at the beginning that the tires are out. She has lost her tires. And then later on they say it's the axle and I'm like, what is wrong with this car? It sounded like it was a combo platter of both. She was like, oh, they can just easily fix my tires. But the axle was bad. I mean, um, both tires going flat. That's a That's, that's a, a skill and a half. I will yeah. say, I'm a very anxious winter driver. Um, yeah, if, if there's three snowflakes, I will not drive anywhere. Like, this whole scene was making me very uncomfortable. Like, it was like 10 minutes of her being like, it's going to be fine driving. I'm like, obviously, it's not going to. She's going to crash. Uh, I'm glad she didn't roll her car or anything. That would have been really bad. Um, oh, it made me so anxious. Yeah. Oh, it was, I well, was upset. So then Max finds her. Max tow truck driver, played by the great Cody. And he immediately says, you're far away from home, princess. Is there more of a horror line than that? I mean, no, definitely he, not. He's going to kill everyone. I think and he never tells her his name at this either. And she says immediately, don't call me princess, which then he proceeds to call her through the course of the whole rest of the film. And he's like, I'm going to drop you off at an inn. Like what kind of inn? Like a murder inn? Yeah. I like one of those so. horror hotels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the boss is a six hour drive in good weather. And he says, why did you stop? And says, well, to make sure you're alive. So he could then kill her. <laughs> yeah. What fun would it be if she was already dead? Yeah. And then she's she's like, well, can you take me to Boston? And she, he's like, no. I'm, re- I'm literally in the middle of my work shift. Yeah. What are you that. talking about? And she's kind of annoyed. Like, how rude of you? I'm like, what? She deserved to get called princess after that. Yeah, I think so. And I would think that if I was stuck on the side of the road with two flat tires, that first of all, I would at least make a an attempt to change the tires. She makes no attempt. I would also but... make no attempt. <laughs> and and then uh, I would at least, yeah, say thank you for helping me. <laughs> to, I would still stir. be sobbing, probably. I wouldn't have time to sleep because I'd have been sobbing for six straight hours. Yeah. So she gets to this inn which looked like the bottom of like a business complex 
<laughs> like it didn't look like an inn at all but it's it's in bethlehem pennsylvania and there's no room at the inn ha <laughs> i was so annoyed at how on the nose this was and like i get that it was the point that it was on the nose but i was i was just like no like don't do this to me yeah no is bethlehem pennsylvania even real it is real okay. it's how a real far? place uh <laughs> but I, they are even kind of cracking themselves up over the fact they they don't just leave it being this like subtle thing they're like oh isn't that hilarious no room at the end it's so i'm so it's annoying i was mad i was truly angry <laughs> not yeah, gonna lie Beth- to you bethlehem pennsylvania uh, it's a city in lehigh and northampton counties in the i'm lehigh gonna I, I don't i'm very close to the border uh i'm about two turns away from it uh in all honesty I'm not that far from Pennsylvania, so I'm going to see how far from me this city is. Like, would it take less time it's, for me to have a population than- population of seventy five thousand? I don't understand why she never considered taking the train because you can take an easy train up from from Charleston up to New up to Boston, no problem. Uh, it's five hours and fifty five minutes from me. Not that oh, bad. Yeah. Not, Not too that bad. bad. So you can make a quick trip okay. if you wanted a behind-the-scenes investigation of of Ivy and Mistletoe. You could do it. So, <laughs> so what did you say the population of this town was? The, 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 uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania has a population of 74,982 people, according to Wikipedia. So they it's no it. small town. That's not that small. No, it's not. They made it sound like it was 800 people. I know. They made it sound like it was 200 people. Like, how many people are coming to the party? 200. I invited everybody in the town. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, there's no one to help her, the the, the mayor uh, of the town. It and she evidently. To be there. Yeah, and she evidently brings in stragglers and, and uh, vagabonds all the time. So he's very annoyed when Matt, Max sees this. Oh, another one of those. I would also be annoyed. I cannot blame him. <laughs> uh, and uh, she says, I always say that everything happens for a reason. And I'm really looking forward to finding out what that reason is. I would, I would personally murder a woman who said that there was a reason for my car accident. Yeah, I think that my that's traumatic a horror car accident. Moment. <laughs> There's a reason you're here. Like we put, what are those like strips, like rumble strips on so your car, your tires would pop, and then you would, you could come here yeah. so we could leave. Oh, come right. to my house. Yeah, we've it got lots feel like, of room. It feels like Get Out all over again. Pretty. I much. will pretend I understand the reference. I oh, did not okay. see the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah my okay. stipulations of movie watching. Not only can it not be a good movie. It can only be a comedy, romantic comedy, or a movie based on a book. <laughs> That's it. Even then, I will yeah. not always well, watch a movie. Get Out is about a man who who goes to this country house, and it turns out that there's lots of weird stuff going on. That's basically a, a sort of a plot. I recently read The Woman in the Window, thinking maybe I'd watch uh-huh. the movie when it came out on Netflix. Not doing it. Not watching that. No, no. That sounds very scary. So yeah, they they have a big fight between Max and his mom, and she he's saying that 
uh, that she she is very upset that you're letting a stranger stay Who is he? He, could be, he could be a murderer like you yeah. Max and he just like barges into the room <laughs> and she says Max sleep now <laughs> Like how weird was that? And then they yeah, got very weird. Like and, and you're just I don't know. I feel like even if you had like a weird meeting with this guy the night before, you wouldn't have such like a, a an obvious fight with him in front of his parents who are being very nice and letting yeah so, letting you stay with them. Like I don't know. I feel like if I was the parents, I'd be like, okay, sorry, or you can leave if you don't like our son. Yeah, so we find out that Ivy has been going to culinary school. She got a full ride, so it's very exciting. That's the only reason she has been a part uh, with her family. Been in culinary school for three years, but I guess she's always been able to go and be at Christmas. It's just this is the first Christmas she's been away from her parents. And she said, I always thought the first Christmas away from my parents would be with the man that I marry. <laughs> I was also annoyed at this. Not for any particular reason. I was just like, ugh, yawn. Yeah. And uh, he he calls her, Max calls her Holly. And she says, My name's Ivy. He says, Holly, Ivy. They both deck the halls. That was hilarious. That was probably the best line in the movie. I thought <laughs> that was pretty some pretty ingenious writing. Yeah. And then she says, I want to deck you. <laughs> Also kind of funny, but not, you would not say that in front of the guy's parents. You would not say that to a stranger. Yeah. Then assigned by the mother to do the catering for this event that is going to be happening. And the mother actually cancels the catering that she already had scheduled. So I didn't like all the lying about this. Yeah. So that she can use Ivy. And I would think that that would cause some major problems but she she says that there's been a pipe burst at the catering company so that they can't cook for the party <laughs> so like oh you can you do it and then the dad later was like oh i i just talked to those guys and they said mom canceled i hope i hope the catering company held on to the deposit I mean, it makes me wonder, does she do things like this for every stray that comes to stay at the mayor's house Maybe, but well, it's it's almost like that last movie you made me watch, where the woman just like randomly double booked people because she knew they'd fall in love. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. anyway, I was I I, I worked in events I mean, for a long time. I was bad because like the the caterer already definitely bought all the food for this, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna yeah. cancel. I guess she has to keep her. She probably has to still pay her deposit. So she I, should pay the whole damn thing. Yeah, I think so. Apparently she has the money too. She invested I, well, brighter. Imagine that having money to invest must be nice, lady. She is amazingly confident at this at this matchmaking considering the fact that from all intents and purposes they hate each other at this point. So, I don't know how she knows that this is going to be a positive thing. That is quite the intuition there. I guess. <laughs> It, it was upsetting. Yeah. And so at this point, she hears, she says, What's wrong with the car? And they say it has two flats. But then later on, it has a broken axle. It's just a mess. And, uh, and at one point, the mayor says, Wow, you're really giving it to him, aren't you? And he says, <laughs> I know. I was like, I thought, 
I did some light research while watching this movie and it originally aired on a network or like a streaming service called like pure TV or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that is a line that would not appear on a network called pure TV. I yeah. I guess, but maybe and one it, of the racier ones by Candy Cane. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the only part, cause this is on pure flicks now. Pure flicks. Where, that's what yeah. it's called. And the only part of it that's remotely pure flixy is they do have the prayer when they say grace over the food. But if all if that's all it takes to get on pure flix, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> and then they throw in kind of in the middle of the movie that that Charles, her, the mayor's husband, that he has cancer. So that's had why he's in remission yeah. now. He has been for a year. Yeah. He didn't want and to the... tell anyone. So Max had to sneaky move back. He had to quit his high paying job yeah, in Manhattan. So... Yeah, that's right. He was in Manhattan, but he came back, came back to the city as all heroines must at one point or another. And he dated and... a woman who was using him to advance her political career by getting close to her, his mom. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I'm sure she does some great work. But if I were to try to advance my political career, yeah. probably wouldn't be doing it in a with a mayor of a town. And what they're trying to lead us to believe is like under five hundred people, right? Yeah, and and he's 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 not just a tow truck driver. He's Ivy League educated and you left know, a good job. <laughs> if Cody Calafiore could name three Ivy League colleges. I would pay twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, the mayor says you're good for him. This is a good thing, and we get then we get this very long cookie making montage. And this was when of- I went to go make my lunch, and I just let it play. <laughs> yeah, because none of the cookies seemed all of that Christmassy, except for the gingerbread, I guess. But they were saying that, like chocolate chip is the ultimate Christmas cookie, and I'm like, wait a minute here. When has that ever been the case? Chocolate chip, that is not a Christmas cookie. No, that's an all-year cookie. Maybe like if you had peppermint in it or something. Do I make chocolate chip cookies every Christmas? Yes, but it's because I I always want to eat them. But we did get the flirty cookie making with Max and Ivy. And, and then they I, almost kissed. Like they went yeah. really quickly from I hate you to we're going to make oat over gingerbread. I think so. And I think that maybe that's why the mayor had this plan of like, we're going to cancel with the catering company and we're just going to have Ivy making cookies. And, and so that will be the key to Max's heart. She knows. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they have an almost you kiss. Know what? I enjoyed, I, I ended up like leaving the movie being fine with it, but now you're getting me mad again. <laughs> you hate it. You're changing my mind. <laughs> And so then Cody goes out because I mean Max goes out. Sorry, Max goes out to help uh, with the snow removal, and the tow truck is is struggling. And uh, and Charlie says uh, says that was sure a change. And Ivy says Christmas is about forgiveness. <laughs> I would truly die on the spot if the father of the guy I'm trying to make up with that I only met two days ago was like investing himself in my relationship. Yeah. I would die it, on the spot. It's like Christmas magic. What do you know? 
I no, that's no, 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 no. I'm yeah, no. And so Max comes back, and he says that there's been seven a seven car pileup with a truck that jackknifed, causing many injuries. Did is everyone okay? Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. I was like, please tell me. Yeah. I'm like this is kind of it's kind of dark for chit chat and they're so all just dark. like hey. yeah like oh some some light Christmassy death and he's talking to Charles and he says he says it's nothing she's still a princess I guess she could stay for Christmas I guess <laughs> and this is when we find out that uh, that the pipe is the pipe bursting in the cater was a lie and. But all they seem to have made is cookies. So I I don't know. I guess that's the all they, the catering. That's oh, yeah. Was that's that all the catering that. was going to do, I guess. And and so then we get the Christmas party. And she's. I love seeing how people react to my food. And they have almond and dates wrapped in prosciutto, which does sound pretty delicious. Yeah. I wouldn't wrap. Personally, I wouldn't wrap the almond. What I have done and i think they're called devil on horseback i've made them before yeah. it's delicious you stuff a date with some blue cheese and then you wrap it in the bacon or prosciutto amazing that sounds good because you get the sweetness of the date with the saltiness of the bacon and and like the tech like if i were picking up something that i assume to be just like a date wrapped in bacon and i had the unexpected crunch of an almond i'd be very worried about my molars yeah true <laughs> i don't like unexpected crunch like i want to be expecting mm-hmm. my crunch so i know so my teeth are prepared that's true that's a good point uh so then you have her kind of sort of protecting max's plate of food from these other girls who are like seizing upon it and trying to like flirt with him and but no she fixed him a plate tis the season she's going to get it to him and 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 then charlie says you might have given max the greatest christmas gift of all <laughs> i so, have to say that the romantic. two fathers in this movie yeah were, were some of the worst acting performances i've ever seen uh, they were so bad and the brother was ter- her brother was terrible too yes I, it was, it felt like are these two dating on the side or something? <laughs> like it's her brother. Like the Folgers coffee commercial. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was upsetting, that's for sure. I I was I don't know. But yeah, I have to then, say, the most upsetting part of the movie, the whole movie for me, when was Todd when Todd, an obvious creep, was trying to make out with uh ivy under the under the mistletoe oh yeah that was creepy and then he kind of max s- s- slips in i instead. thought here what i thought was going to happen and i'm glad that they didn't follow my little through line was i thought that todd was going to kiss ivy and max was going to see it from a distance and then he was going to get mad yeah, I wrote down creepy Todd, <laughs> who was apparently engaged. Uh, and yeah. then Max was like, "Oh, where's your fiance?" And then he's like, "We broke up." Yeah, and he says that it's eight years bad luck. I have never heard this. I've watched, I can't even tell you how many Christmas movies. I've never heard eight years bad luck if you don't actually kiss under the mistletoe. I haven't either. I also haven't seen 
a mistletoe <laughs> in real life. I mean, I know the oath of the mistletoe is strong, and I've seen that in many films, but I've never heard this eight-year thing. This is new to me. This bad luck. Well, it's a specifically bad Bethlehem, Pennsylvania thing, I guess. <laughs> I think so. And, uh, and so then Max says, I'm sorry for kissing you without your permission. What an unsexy and- first kiss, too. <laughs> I know. It's true. And- like, there was no passion behind it. Like, their almost kiss in the kitchen was way hotter than this weird mm-hmm. mistletoe kiss. Yeah. And he thought that uh, that the person visiting the stray says, we always take in strays for the holidays. And he says, I thought it was a hitchhiker. But then when I saw you in the silly pajamas, I was relieved. <laughs> but then he like made fun of her pajamas during the initial scene. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. And then we get the scene on the couch, which we think is going to be a lot more than it is. But Ivy falls asleep while Max you know spills his entire heart and soul to yeah. her well, a and woman he met he... 48 hours ago yeah. and then he picks her up and takes her to her bed which i thought was so awkward and weird i would just be like please leave me yeah just just uh, like put a blanket over the thought of sleeping in my makeup too like it makes my face hurt yeah that's true and so she's got the broken axle don't worry princess we'll take good care of you <laughs> horror movie yeah <laughs> um, and so they make chocolate chip cookies for santa and that is where they say that those are the ultimate christmas tradition and i'm like what is happening and so they they make the christmas wishes what did you think of christmas wishes okay i'm not a science person is that true that because of the hot and cold air in a chimney it'll just like suck the wishes up i don't think so okay I'm I was skeptical. I bought it because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, that is magical. Cool science. Um, I mean, far me to decry Christmas magic, but I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think. But I am also not a scientist, so. <laughs> uh, I thought the Christmas wishes was cute. I thought that everyone wearing matching pajamas was cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love Christmas pajama traditions. Very into that. Yeah, and then he's saying, she's so different, so close to her family. She drives just to get to her family for Christmas, which, isn't that like 90% of humans? I mean, and, you would think, but... So different. Know. So different. Mom she's said so she's committed. Single. She's committed to you. She, like, yeah. she cooked for you. Like, okay. Yeah, mom said she's single, so maybe there's a chance. <laughs> she could move here. That would be amazing. <laughs> Okay, the way he just planned her whole life made me so uncomfortable. Well, she's going to move here, and she's going to invest all of her savings into this restaurant that just closed down the street, and I'll help her, and it'll be great, and we'll just live happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> you And and then she makes beef wellington, which is, I, how did they have all the ingredients for beef wellington? It's just like, at a moment's notice, I'm very amazed. Oh, well, because she had leftover pastry from from the the whatchamacallit yes, yeah. okay but i would think that I, I, i'm no baking expert but i've watched a lot of food television in my day what i would ass- I, I would assume that the pastry used for the the spinach and artichoke is a lot flakier than the pastry you'd want for beef wellington like you'd want a puff pastry for a beef wellington where the other one you just want like almost like a phyllo oh, yeah. dough like something really right. thin 
Right. Um, and you need mushroom. You need for it to beef wellington. And those and, things take five ever to cook. So you would yeah, know that do. you're getting beef wellington before dinner. That's true. That's a good point. And we find out he was a wrestling star in high school. And Mayor shows uh, his photos and says, I think he's still cute. Do you? Ew! Like, <laughs> oh, like, oh! She was like, yeah, like, I think my son's like a rather yeah. good looking dude. Yeah, can you imagine your mother-in-law set you down with your husband's pictures? I was like, do you think he's cute? She, she, like, she'll sit me down with his pictures and be like, look what a doofus he looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hilarious. I'm keeping this. Yeah. This is like, look what a cutie my forget. son is. And like, if you guys have a kid and it grows up, this is what it's going to look like. Oh, it was 10 years ago. It was so loud. Oh my God. It was, Judy was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. So you said, this is a Christmas I will never forget. And, and then the mayor says, maybe you got stuck in Bethlehem to meet Max. So it's very gizmet. Again, they met 48 hours ago. Yeah. And we have, it's, they, she says that doing the Christmas wishes is that it's a great way to find out what your kids really want for Christmas. And I'm like, wouldn't that be too late? I mean, how, I guess you go out that night. Even if you had Amazon Prime, you're really cooking it. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, and, Co and Max says, I want to do something special for Ivy. I've never wanted to do something nice for someone in my <laughs> entire life. <laughs> oh does he not have any friends <laughs> i mean this woman who broke his heart really it was deep we were together for alone. like three months i'm sorry <laughs> maybe that's callous of me but like yeah. get over it so then they have this whole scene in the dark where he she surprises him or he surprises her and they kiss under the mistletoe but then the dad comes down and that was very awkward <laughs> charlie like there, the, one of the running jokes of the movie was that Charlie always has bad timing. Like he's always pops in just as they're about to kiss. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. You like both me and Ethan were like, oh, I can't believe we're gonna have to kiss at our wedding and our whole families are gonna have to see us kiss. Like how embarrassing. Uh -huh. I don't even like. I don't even hold hands. With, like if we're in the same room and with other family, like. We're sitting on opposite couches. We're not near each other. I don't want people to know you, that. You relate to it in the uh, in the wedding singer when they're doing the church kiss and regular kiss. And all that. They're like, what's church kiss? You're going to have to show me. Oh, like if we could have sealed it with a handshake, we would have. Uh, and they say then. So then they say you saved Christmas for this whole town by cooking. And no, and, no, and you, you cooked you dinner for us. They, they started this relationship on a lie. That's not okay for me. I would be uncomfy with the level of, I don't know, just like manhandling everything. Like, and then Max, yeah, and then Max says, I was rude and I'm sorry for that. You showed me what I was missing in my life. And You don't know this woman's middle name. <laughs> yeah, and surprise, he has brought her family over somehow he managed in that evening he, uh, yeah, he read he found, her wish uh, yeah he read her wish and brought them there and I had a hard time wrapping my head around the plausibility of 
well, no flights were flying into Logan, but they were flying out. Like, why? Right. Why? Why were they flying out, but they couldn't fly in? Oh, I, like, did the store I, move south so that like none of those flights could like to, could leave? I was very confused. Um, <laughs> yes, I think they could have easily taken an Amtrak. Yeah, they could. Were you scared done... he was going to propose at Christmas dinner? I was. Me too. <laughs> I, really I was, was very scared. <laughs> and he says. The the then the mayor says I want to invest in you I so she's going to open up a restaurant this is her dream her secret dream the mayor has always wanted to have a restaurant for some reason I, we have no idea why it's a lot of work man and then she's and then Max says funny how our families get along it's like they've known each other forever or maybe they just met so everyone's on their best behavior yeah and then he says and that's how I feel about you. Maybe it was meant to be. <laughs> I was and that's it. This. That's the ending for our great film. <laughs> You're right. This was terrible. This was an awful movie. You're absolutely correct. I'm often clouded <laughs> by love. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they made a movie. So way good effort on their part. But it was not the best. It really was. <laughs> No, it was not one of the top 10 movies I've seen this year, that's for sure. And I feel bad that it's taken up one of your slots. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? It was worth it for me. (laughs) But how do we feel that Mr. Cody did? I thought he was one of the best actors in the movie. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. So hopefully he will continue to appear in these yeah okay so i like i said i for the first time in about five years i did some light research for a podcast by that i mean i did a deep dive on candy cane's instagram Uh and she has some pictures with not just cody but polly calafiore um cody's brother who later Uh appeared on big brother and also the challenge and some pictures with cara maria who was on the challenge so if I had to guess, can in, uh, in the next Christmas release of movies, we're going to see Polly and Cara Maria in some movies. Ooh. Well, there's one coming up called The Maltese. Oh, this is exciting. We have a new one with directed and written by Candy Kane called The Maltese Holiday coming up this next year. It's in post-production right now with Cody... And let's see if it has his brother. Um, I'm not seeing his brother in the cast list. Okay, let me look and hit. Look at. Let me look at Polly's IMDb page. So we have something to look forward to podcasting about next next year. Yeah, two, you can absolutely sign me up. Two. What did you say it was called? Two is called the Maltese Holiday. Two single travelers travel to Malta in search of adventure and find love along the way. So I would this might actually write a movie to go to Malta. <laughs> so this might actually come out pre-Christmas. Oh, okay. So I found Maybe. okay. So this movie has already come out. It's called Joy and Hope, and Polly's in it, and so is Cody. Um, okay, and Stink Fisher is also in it. Why would you go by Stink Fisher? Oh, I wondered about that too. <laughs> what? I was mad about that as well. 
was mad um, about a lot of things. There's another stop. one, a holiday homecoming. The residents of Hope, New York, come to the aid of displaced foster children after St. Jerome's Home for Children has a fire right before Christmas, and many families find the foster children complete their homes. So that one sounds heartwarming. Do not sign me up for that, please. <laughs> uh, that's Candy Cane as well. So I think that Candy Cane and Cody are making quite this alliance. They're the next, yeah. like, Corsese and DiCaprio. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so um okay so joy and hope stars ashley brinkman who plays hope mcgregor who's also in this maltese holiday movie Uh uh-huh oh joy and hope mcgregor run two sisters ranch upstate new york with their dad and longtime friend when a handsome stranger comes to town to find inspiration to get over writer's block he learns how special christmas on the ranch really is that one sounds pretty good yeah, so this will be their, uh, by the time Holiday Homecoming comes out, they will have worked together five times. Holy, okay, Vivica A. Fox is in Joy and Hope? Uh, no, six times. Magic in Mount Holly. A new gallery owner discovers that she can paint the future using a paintbrush left by Santa. Oh I've gosh. seen this one. Oh my gosh. As she discovers the true magic within herself, she also learns to love and be more confident. I'm pretty sure I've seen the Magic Paintbrush movie. That's bonkers. Hey, absolutely so, call me for the Maltese holiday, though. Okay, we will. This I, I promise. So this was kind of a bonkers episode of the podcast. Hope you really enjoyed it. This movie is not very good, but we had fun talking about it. I had a great time so, personally. Yeah. I did too. And so Haley, where can people find you and all of your podcasting glory? Uh, if you, for some reason, want to check out the coverage of the bachelor this past season, you can find that on uh, Rob has a website.com um, top chef coverage is coming up soon. Like I said, I did an episode about the circle a couple weeks ago and that was wonderful. What else have I even been doing? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I just talk about things and forget about it the next day. <laughs> I want to forget about this you- though. How do people follow you on social media? Yeah, you won't forget. This you was great. Never... I had a you know, I always have like such a fun time when I come on this podcast. <laughs> it's so like low stakes. Yeah. And I have yet to get somebody tweeting at me, mad at me about my takes on, on these on the on this. But like I don't think that this movie has any like hardcore stands that are very protective yeah. of it. The candy cane defenders will probably be mad at us, but hey we they made a movie and they did it so we're I proud have of them so much respect for candy cane i don't want people to think i don't Agreed. um you can follow me on twitter and instagram at hstrong underscore i also have a uh, a bookstagram account if you want to follow along with what i'm reading you can find that at the strong library great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube ed on rotten tomatoes so check all of that out and also make sure you're following the podcast the homework East pod and homework East podcast all of our social media and if you're listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews we sure appreciate it and then if you are listening on youtube please give this video a thumbs up subscribe to our channel we appreciate that so much if you have any other films that you think that it would be fun for Haley and I to take a look at just let us know in the comments and we'll take a we'll take it into consideration and that would be really fun we also have our patron group which is a lot of fun you get exclusives and we have our patron watch alongs which are really fun with talent writers directors 
and actors, people like that. We just had Paul Campbell on, which is so exciting. And so check that out on our Patreon. We also have our merch store, which has all t- fun holiday inspired designs and romance inspired designs. So check those out. And thanks again, Haley. This was a blast. And we'll talk again soon. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>